Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry with the podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek, and I am so sorry for this podcast coming out a little bit later. I know I have the loyalists who like to listen right on Wednesday. They're like, this is what I listen to on my ride to work on Wednesday morning, and I I apologize. I cannot catch a damn break on my power. I know I said this on the gram, but I'm being dead serious when I think that I have lost more power in my time in Campbell than I ever have you know, in my life. And I don't know what that shit is because, well, I will say this. There was a time a week where they were fixing the wiring in my apartment. So that also added to it. But every time the weather gets a little bit spicy, my power goes out. And what's so fucking annoying about this is, listen, Monday, I had a little bit of a mental breakdown. We all love to see it. It happens. I'll talk about it later. You know, I don't shy away from telling you the the real tea about my life. So I had a little breakdown and then uh, I was like, I can't do the podcast because I was just having panic attacks and that didn't sound like a fun episode for us. So I was like, don't worry, girl, you got you got Tuesday. We're fine. So I woke up Tuesday morning. I was fucking exhausted from my own emotions. And in the morning, I was thinking maybe I should do the podcast right away. And then I just was giving myself a break. But girl to girl, me to me, brain to brain, Ashley to Ashley. I was like, hey, girl, you know, you know, it's funny. You should probably do the podcast this morning because knowing your luck, you're going to push it off and then you're going to lose power. And that's exactly what fucking happened. I couldn't I could not believe it. I couldn't believe that I consciously was like, oh, this could be the outcome. And then it happened. And what I'm not understanding is why I can't like manifest myself some like good shit. You know what I mean? It's like, why do I keep manifesting my power being out? Well, can can she not? So anyways, I, I, I jetted home to my parents. So now I'm back in one of my uh, bedrooms that I've lived in, because I actually have the unique, I don't know, power experience. I don't know what it's called, where there are four homes, four four bedrooms in this home, and I have lived in three of them. So uh, I don't know which room to call mine, but my first room is down my dad's man cave. The second room was now the cat's room. And then this third room, which was my sister's room, also kind of a battle royale. It's more of a guest room now. I guess it's kind of like my niece's room because she's in here getting changed a lot. I don't know. But for the next couple of days, it's going to be my room. I am making a retreat uh, back a little bit. And, you know, there's places that you just kind of go to take like a breath. I think when I, you know, found out about getting laid off, there was two places that I kind of in my mind want to go to have a breath. One of them being my parents' house and, and you know, just taking a, a little a little break-see here. And then the other one being Bodega Bay. And I just chatted with a, a girl about this this weekend that I met at, um, at my cousin's, and she's from Petaluma. And I was like, oh, my God, fucking love Petaluma, love Sonoma County. And then I don't remember if she brought it up or I brought it up, but somehow Bodega Bay came up. And I was like, when I lived in Sonoma County, anytime something happened to me, uh, I would jet up to Bodega Bay and or to the side. I don't really know how the map works, but, you know, I I would just park my car by the water and just watch. And even just the drive was very 
calming and soothing. So I felt this need. And I know that people have asked why I don't just go to like Santa Cruz or Monterey. And I don't know if I should test that. It's just the thing with somebody with anxiety is that we tend to go back to things that we know, like TV shows and all that jazz. So I don't know. I just I know that I can park in my car. I don't want to get out of my car. I don't want to go to the beach. I don't want to be surrounded by humans. I want to sit in my car. I want to look at the water. I want to observe from a distance. And then I want to go home. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. So I did make the the journey here. And, you know, it's really funny because I think this is the second time that I've done a podcast episode where I'm like feeling really good about something. And then it totally takes like a 180 on me. The first thing, Valentine's Day, you know, I did the podcast episode where I was feeling good. And then Valentine's Day came around and I kind of like shut down. And last week, I all my feelings are authentic, by the way. I'm not trying to bullshit when I'm like, oh, I feel good about this. I really did last week genuinely feel like the majority of my feelings was this is going to be a good thing. This week, I... I don't know. It, it It's not necessarily that I don't believe that because I, I definitely still do. It's just that the insecurities were starting to hit. And let me say this. I don't know how everybody else feels and I don't want to project this feeling onto anybody who got laid off and is not feeling this way. But it is definitely a blow to the confidence a little bit. And I feel like I got that and I didn't mean to. Not that anybody like intends on feeling bad, but basically, you know, I I left a party and I got in the car and I was like, everybody hates you. Everybody hates you. You were such a weirdo. And then my conscious brain was just thinking, girl, where'd that come from? Where, what are you doing right now? And then that kind of insecurity just kept bubbling and bubbling until Monday. It was just an explosion. And I just felt so disappointed and so anxious about what was going to happen. And I felt mostly overall so out of control, absolutely out of control. And lucky for me, you know, every once in a while, my therapy seems to line up with my breakdown. So I had therapies. I saw Andrew and I told him, I said, I feel like I failed my self-help. I feel like I made all this progress And, you know, I really was feeling good. I was in this good place. And then this happened and I just feel like I failed. I feel like I failed at the job. I feel like I failed at handling this well. I feel like I failed at all of this. And Andrew was like, girl, relax. You know, I mean, he didn't say like that, obviously. But, you know, he said this is going to come with a lot of new and, and, and old emotions. And that's okay. And you did not fail because you got sad about losing your job or you got insecure. Like these are all emotions that make sense. And I need to stop being so hard on myself. And just because I had a bad day, it doesn't mean that all that progress and all that work that I've done goes away. And I think I just was so afraid of falling back into a depressed version of myself, a version of myself that I didn't necessarily like and want to identify with anymore. I was just so afraid that I was going to end back up as that person that when it started to happen, it made it worse because I was like, oh, you're such a disappointment. You know, all these all these negative things. I mean, nobody hates on me harder than me, which is super annoying. But, you know, when it happens, it's like it's it's really hard to stop. And I just had to remember that what what Andrew said is true. This is a tough time. And just because one day I feel 
a little bit more insecure about it than I did the day before. That doesn't mean that I'm not handling it well. I still arguably am, you know, in my opinion, handling it in a way that is good for me. You know, I I think I just, you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to I'm going to start Monday off. Like I said last week, I'm going to have a schedule. I'm going to do my shit. And I just I just couldn't do it. And I think what's important there in a life lesson for me and I'm sharing with you all is that I just need to be a little a little nicer on myself. Like, obviously, I got to push myself. It's very easy to fall into the well, I don't have to work. No applying for jobs. Don't want to do work. It's very easy to slip into that. But also just knowing when it's OK to like take breaks. And I think that's one of the hardest things that I've been balancing with through the last couple years and probably my whole life is knowing when I need to take a break from my body or when I need to push myself. And I'm sure that a lot of people feel that way. I don't have the answer because I'm still figuring it out. But I think that it was really good for me to know that, hey, it's OK that I didn't feel perfect today. It's OK that like, hey, I got laid off on Thursday two weeks ago and I'm not fucking perfect and happy about it by Monday, you know, and it's it, it makes sense. And one of the things that I was proud of with with the healing was that it also didn't last as long as it probably would have. You know, I think I remember what I was like the last time I was uh, fun employed and I did not like that version of myself. So I think I've just lived in this fear that I'm going to go back to that person. But I just need to remember that I've changed. And even if I have moments that are similar to the person that I was, that's not the person I am today. And and that's OK. And every everything's going to be OK. I'm one of those people. I know not everyone is this way, but I love and need to be told that it's going to be OK. I know uh, I've talked to several like friends on the phone uh, about this that they're like, I know it's annoying to hear, but it really is going to be OK. And I'm like, no, which if you all are loyalists to the podcast, which if you're not, hi, hello, welcome. But if you are, you know that I I said that in both, I think, breakup episodes was that I, I didn't mind when people told me that, uh, you know, it's going to be OK because I, I, I like to hear it. And can I just tell you something? Because I'd like to talk about my weekend now. Uh, just a little pivot. And it's wild because the story I would like to tell you all is that Smashly, like there's a stark difference from Friday to Saturday. Smashly was one confident motherfucker this weekend. OK, she needed to be like put down. OK, and what I love about this is that when I used to get drunk, I wasn't always a torment, but I feel like there was a good period in my life where overall I was fun, happy, drunk, and then it would like switch. And once I got wasted, I was a fucking nightmare. Like I was angry. I was sad. I was sensitive. All this shit, right? Like every little thing bothered me. I mean, everything, everything bothered me. Okay. Smashly 2023, she's cocky as fuck. Smashly 2023 needs to be put down. But like, honestly, I kind of love her. Here's the, here's the deal. I am everything I love about myself, but like times 100 when it comes to like, I want to meet everybody. I'm trying to make friends. I'm social. I love that. But I took it to a new notch this weekend. And it cracked me up because for St. Patrick's Day, I was like, I just want to go out, experience St. Patrick's Day, have like a green beer and go home. Like I was even originally planning on driving to downtown San Jose because I wanted to either go to Katie Bloom's and Campbell or O'Flaherty's 
in San Jose. And O'Flats is one of my, has always been one of my favorite San Jose bars. Like when I go to Sharks games, I always would try to go there. And so, you know, it just felt right. So I went out with friends of the podcast, Danielle and Mo. And I don't know what came over me. Something about those damn green beers. I was like, let's fucking go. And I talked about this on my TikTok and it just makes me laugh so hard that, you know, I went to New Orleans and, you know, I didn't drink that much. I still had a great time. I'm not trying to say that, but I was like, I'm going to be on my better behavior. I'm not going to get too drunk, whatever. I don't know why in a small Irish pub in San Jose fucking California, I could not tame myself at all. I was like putting down green beers like it was nothing. And I will say when I say little, they did, you know, they had the street all blocked off and it was really fucking fun. This was such a great experience. And I'm so glad that I went. I was just cracking up that like this was the time I decided to to get drunk. But I just I fucking love green beers. And I think the other thing about it is that I'm one of those toxic people who also believes that Coors Light is water. So when I was like, what's the green beer? And they said, oh, it's kind of basically not not the bar didn't say this, but my friends were were saying that this is basically, you know, a, a green Coors Light. Then I was like, oh, I mean, I can drink like six of these and it's just hydration. No, that's not the case. One of the funny things, too, was that I, I needed to have the green beer and someone handed me, you know, like a regular looking beer and I refused to drink it. I didn't want to drink it. I want green beer only. Leprechaun chic. I sent my my photo of my outfit to the otter because I told him on the phone that I was really stressed about my look because I realized I own so many green outfits. And so I was like, well, I know that you're really invested, so I'll send you a picture. So I sent him a picture of my outfit and he said he called it leprechaun chic, which, you know, then translated to my cute IG post. But anyways, let me just talk about the moment of cockiness that I just can't. I just can't with myself. Basically, I ran into a guy at the bar that, you know, whatever we used to talk and then he ghosted me. And so he came up and like apologized. And I responded by saying, listen, you're the one who fumbled the football. Like, I'm good. What? I was like, you're the one who fumbled the football on me, but I'm good. Like, I've moved on. I'm happy. Like, I'm very unbothered by you and this whole situation. Like, could not care less. I'm good. You fumbled. I'm out. Bitch. Fumbled. This is what. Okay. by the way, the person who was like, let me see your dating history as sports terms. This is what we get. This is what we get for doing that. Now I am dropping fumble the football to this dude at the bar. Zero fucks given. Absolutely zero. No, not a fuck to be found for Smashly. And you know what? Good for her. Good for her. And, and it is true. Like, I am completely unbothered. I think if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm very, like, happy with the otter and I'm not super interested in dating anybody else. And I also just really don't fucking care. And uh, I love that. It was very upsetting that the next night I started to get insecure. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hello. Get back into fumble the football, Smashley or Ashley or whatever. You know, they're two different people in my world. But anyways, it was just it made me laugh so hard. And I was so excited to tell Danielle's boyfriend, Kevin, because, you know, Kevin is I I I feel like I have to say this. I've been giving a discredit when I talk about getting into football because I don't talk enough about the real reason I think I got back into it was going to all the high school football games, which Kevin is the coach and is one of the coaches. And I was so excited 
about the fumble the football comment that I told Danielle. I'm like, you can't tell him. I have to tell him. And I told him and he was proud. So, uh, you know, I, I love that. And I think that, listen, for my for my men, my ladies, my my theys, whoever, when you when somebody comes to you or they text you after a while, the ex comes crawling back. I implore you to use the fumble the football comment because that just chef's kiss chef's fucking kiss but uh yeah it was overall what what's sad about how I had a reaction was I did have a really good weekend you know I had the St. Patrick's Day unexpected hangovers green beer party uh you know on Saturday I drove down to Livermore for my sister's birthday there was a butt ton of traffic but it was okay I came back, I went to my cousins, and then the next day, uh, two of my now old coworkers and I went to brunch at Water Tower Kitchen, and it was very exciting because, uh, you know, I went to Water Tower when I got laid off, and what's, what my coworker and I called the sad girl bar crawl. So we did a little sad crawl, uh, you know, we had both gotten laid off, so we decided to do a crawl. And we, when we went to the first place, we went to this Mexican restaurant in downtown Campbell. And we're like, oh, you know, we got laid off, whatever. They didn't really care, which was fine. But we went to Water Tower and they brought us an appetizer. They brought us shots. My little bitch ass, by the way, I was like, I'm so sorry, I can't do a shot. They're like, you got laid off, you got to do a shot. And I was like, girl, no. But what they did was they brought me a watermelon vodka, which I put into my watermelon White Claw. And it was chef's kiss across the board. Also, I have to say this. I'm so sorry. I'm getting allergies. My allergies are coming back. So I sound a little nasally. So don't mind that. Mind that. Anywho. So then I went to brunch. One of my one of my girlfriends came down and we went and had brunch at Water Tower again. And by the way, the brunch menu is fire. I remember that Jenna and I went like a long time ago, but I just kind of forgot. And I was like, listen, I'm on the journey to become a regular here at Water Tower. They had watermelon mimosas. It was the best thing I ever had. And then, of course, we went and grabbed a drink at Katie Bloom's. And when we went to Katie Bloom's, our bartender um, or waitress was there, too. And she was the one who gave us the shots when we got laid off. So obviously we're like, oh, my God, do you remember us? We had a drink with her. It was so great. Uh, I felt like we made a new friend. And I absolutely love that because nothing brings me more joy than people. So it it really was a super great weekend. And I, I truly had a blast. And, you know. Then I had an anxiety breakdown and, I, and I'm doing better now. Honestly, I think, you know, driving back here and everything is good. I, I think the one thing I'm having a really hard time with is is my phone. And, uh, you know, obviously, I, I understand that there are people who are trying to be there for me and I really appreciate it. But I am just having a really hard time communicating in general. And one of the things I hate, and I almost made this, I'm sorry, what moment, and maybe one day I will get deep into it, but I just want to address this, is that I think that people make the argument of, well, I see you on social media and then you're not responding. And I think the hard thing for me is that I have come to realize that it is easier for me to make a video, like a TikTok about what's going on or a podcast episode about what is going on with me sometimes than actually like, calling or texting my friends and telling them or responding. Sometimes it's just easier for me and I feel some relief just getting out a nice TikTok. So it it makes me really sad that that, you know, translates to people that I'm, I'm not interested in talking to them because that's not true. And I I don't know what I would do if my inbox was empty. Like the fact that people care enough to ask how I'm doing is really sweet and special. I just personally sometimes get really overwhelmed and I, I hermit, I armadillo, I turtle, 
and I hide and, you know, but I appreciate everyone's patience with me. But yeah, I, I just, I don't think that argument in my opinion is, is, is valid in my world for me. It's not a valid argument to say that if I post on social media, then I care more about that than I care about you. It's just sometimes it's a little bit easier. So anyways, uh, <laughs> it's it's all good. And I also just want to take the minute because I didn't get to. And it feels weird now because I'm not doing the podcast in Campbell. But I am celebrating one year of me moving out and and living in Campbell. And I know I talk a lot about how the reason I moved out to Campbell really had a lot to do with Scotland, but I feel like there's somebody who doesn't get enough street cred also. So redemption moment. When I was moving to the South Bay, the original reason that I had even been open to look and this came up was because my my Aunt Kristen, so my Aunt Kristen is my mom's best friend from college, who is one of my favorite people. She's always been an inspiration. She's one of those like badass bitches that you're just like, yep, want to be just like her. I, I love her. She is exactly who she is. And I feel really grateful. I think that I got really lucky in the women who raised me department, uh, you know, with my mom and my Aunt Kristen, and my Aunt Tiffany and uh, whatever. I, the list goes on. Anyways, she was uh, originally going to be moving out of her place. And she was like, oh, would you want to, like, take over the lease? And so originally I was going to go move into her place and that's how this started. And then I ended up finding a place I really liked in Campbell. So she doesn't get enough credit. So on this anniversary of me living in Campbell moment, which, uh, you know, I'm not even going to get to take pictures in Campbell. I think it's going to get its own separate post, honestly. But uh, <laughs> my timeline didn't add up. But just because I said I would talk about last week. I just wanted to mention it this week that I am so excited to have been in the South Bay. And I know that it started tragically because uh, if you're due the podcast, I'll just give you a quick fill in that I moved to the South Bay. I was dating somebody who also lived in the South Bay and he was very excited for me to move. He encouraged me to move. He found my apartment. And then uh, two weeks in, he broke up with me and it was kind of this like big journey. I do not hold any resentment towards him. I it, it was just a, it was just an unfortunately timed thing. And, you know, whatever. I don't want to I don't want to give that any more like time than it needs to. I want to talk about how awesome it was to move out there. And, you know, I have to say friends of the podcast, Kristen and Alan, I've been friends with them for many, many years. And when I moved out, they really were like, took me in and were like, let's do the fun South Bay things. So they took me to my first San Jose Giants game, which I absolutely loved. You know, they showed me some fun breweries and stuff, and it really made it so great to live there. And then, you know, uh, Bestie of the podcast, Jenna, she came for my first like full day in Campbell of us just like getting drunk downtown and having a good time. Also, her sister, also friend of the podcast, Gabby and uh, her fiance, Rich, they live in the South Bay. So it was fun. And of course, you know, getting to hang out with my cousin Danielle a lot more has been really great and uh, getting to go to the football games and then meeting all her friends and her friends have been so kind to me and building this new community. Also, uh, the couple that I officiated their wedding, they, uh, Emily and Alistair, they live out, out here too. And then, you know, growing up, going to the, the camp that I go to, you know, a lot of the, um, the, the people who go to the camp also live around 
unfortunately I kept having, I keep having to like cancel on people. Um, so thank you for everyone who's been understanding, but overall it's just been a really great experience. And, you know, I know that I, I, I just took a little leap and I, I loved living in the East Bay. I loved living in Dublin, you know, and the South Bay was just, you know, a whole different kind of journey for me. And I'm so glad that I did. I'm so happy. And I wanted to share that because, you know, I know how I, I know this isn't this big jump. Like I obviously moved to Oregon. That was probably the biggest move that I've made. But I know that sometimes we are scared of new things and trying out uh, a new place to live and all these things. And I just have to say that it really uh, it was really great for me. And I'm I'm so grateful that I took the leap and moved. And I love my little apartment, even though I never fucking have power. And uh, I, I'm grateful for the next the next year, the next chapter of me being there, because it's been it's truly great. And I'm truly becoming myself a little Campbell local. And I'm, I'm really excited about it. So, uh, yeah, excited to get some more. Also, I can't forget my my one of my coworkers lives like nine minutes away or old coworkers. I'm getting used to that. And, and it was great, too. So anywho, I loved it. Happy one year to myself of, of living in Campbell sappy post to come, I'm sure. But right now I'm going to take pictures in my parents' backyard while it's raining and hopefully they turn out looking good. We'll see. We will see. Or I'll have to use an old picture. I don't know why I'm discussing what picture I'm going to use to promote the podcast with you all. But here we are. <laughs> also, I have to share, I share this on my Instagram, but in case you don't follow me, which you should at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's. When I was home on Saturday, my mom was showing me one of the books she's now been reading to my niece, Madison, which is Froggy Learns to Swim, a classic Ashley book. Uh, the two the two series that I liked were Sea Spot and Froggy Learns, which uh, totally adds up since golden retrievers and frogs are my favorite animals. But she also pulled out a Polly Pocket book called It's Fun to Be a Bridesmaid. And I was like, holy fucking shit, mom. We really we really foreshadowed my entire life. And I, I think that one day I might have to read the book aloud on the podcast or something, but I was cracking up. I, I was like, really, be careful. Because it actually, if you look at it, I feel like those books right there can really sum up who I am as a person. I am a golden retriever energy. I also am like a frog where I like to hop around, but I can also just hang on my lily pad. I can do my thing. I'm good. And then the other big chunk of my personality is being a fucking bridesmaid. Like, <laughs> so um, Polly Pocket, you really did something to me back in the day and and, and good for you. <laughs> also, a new trailer for Vanderpump Rules mid-season has dropped. So got to talk a little celebrity for a hot minute. Listen, I haven't even watched the show, but I'm very excited because now, now that I'm at my parents' place, they have Peacock. So I feel like I'm going to catch up on the season. I have a lot of things I'm hoping to accomplish while I'm here. Um, and obviously one of them is catching up on Vanderpump Rules or at least securing the password so I can watch it later. But anyways, the mid-season trailer dropped. And as we know, the Scandival is in full force. So it looks like we actually see Tom Sandoval kissing Raquel. And the theories right now about this is that it happened at Sheena's wedding. So apparently during Sheena's wedding, as a loyal bridesmaid, we all know that the day of a wedding, you are getting ready with the bride and you're getting your hair and makeup done. You're hanging out. You're having mimosas. Well, apparently 
on during that time, it's come out that Raquel slash Rachel said she needed some me time by the pool. Now, we all know that Tom Sandoval was also at this wedding. So people are speculating that that kiss was during that time. But I'm also like, you can't really see if that's Ariana or not. But you do see at least the fight about it. And Ariana says, I fucking conically. Tom Sandoval asked her, do you need anything? And she said, yeah, for you to die. And bitch, we are all with you. We are all on board. But I think my favorite part of the Scandoval is that it has uncanceled our our past canceled members. Like Kristen and Jax, like nobody should be thanking Tom Sandoval more than these two. Like these two and Brittany were canceled, irrelevant. People didn't really care about what they had to say anymore when it came to Vanderpump. And now I think Kristen Doty's back on the show. Jax is going on Watch What Happens Live with Brittany. Like it, it just cracks me up. And I, I've got to catch up because this shit is fire. This shit is going to be so good. And I, ju- I just, ugh. I can't. I can't. The scandal of it all is is just so unbelievable. But the midseason trailer, it looks it looks intense. And, you know, this is the thing I love about this happening in reality TV world is sometimes we just have to hear rumors and we never get the full thing. I talked about this before about why I think the breakup podcasts were so successful is because, you know, you just hear people break up and you never get to really know why. You just get the statements that they put out. And I'm like, hey, here's a podcast. I'm gonna tell you what the fuck really happened. You know what I mean? So uh, of course, there's things that I, I I will admit that I leave out. I'm not going to sit here and be like, I tell you every fucking detail, but I do tell you a lot, which is good. Also, in the TikTok corner, I learned a new term that I felt like I needed to talk about called a delusional ship. So if you don't know if you've been happily um, married or dating for a long time and you're not in the, the sad life that is the dating world these days, uh, <laughs> there is a term called situationship. And basically what a situationship is like one of those things where you just will not define what you are. It's kind of like it, I, I, the, I never knew what to call it when you were, you know, talking, but you're not exclusive and you're not dating. And I guess that is a situationship. So you know, tech, technically, I guess the otter and I are in a situationship, but I feel like a situationship is a little less stable. And then a delusion ship is when you think it's going to work out and you just there. The conscious part of you knows that it's not. It's like when you're dating a fuck boy and you're like, he's going to be loyal. It's like when you're dating Tom Sandoval, I guess. And you're like, oh, we've been together for 10 years. He won't cheat on me. I'm just kidding. A, a delusional ship. There's no like titles there. It's just like, yeah, I I I really like this guy and I know he's going to hurt me or girl or they. Uh, I know this is not going to end well, but I'm just going to enjoy the ride. So delusional shit might be my new favorite fucking term. And, you know, I don't think I would classify what I'm in right now as a delusional shit. But God, if I going back to it, Mr. Gorgeous delusional shit right there. That was like, oh, this guy had a picture of his girlfriend still up in his room after his breakup. But like, I think I'm going to help him get over her. Bitch, the fuck? Oh, God. First round of dating Ashley was just I know she was entertaining for the show, but she was really fucking sad. 
Hi friends, I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. So I wrote myself a little note that just said pity parties and something I want to talk about on the podcast. And I was trying to figure out like where this little mantra and thought process on pity parties would fit. And I decided it should be an Ask Ashley moment because really this is this is some advice that I need to give everybody and something that I've learned. And that is the power of the pity party. I think that pity parties have a really bad rap. And I think that we need to embrace the pity. And here's what I mean by that is so a couple times I've noticed over the last year, and my my friends are having a good laugh right now because they've they've heard me say this a few times. I'm like, you know what? I just I just kind of need to have a fucking pity party right now. And I spent a lot of time not wanting to complain about anything going on in my life because I thought that that made me weak or it made me ungrateful or it made me, you know, not an inspiration or whatever and all this shit. But in reality, Life is really fucking hard and we need to fucking bitch about it. It's the same thing I believe about friendships sometimes. And I know people don't like me for saying this, but listen, every once in a while, you just got to vent about a friend. There are problems that you like need to take to friends, right? It's like, okay, this is actually something big and I need to chat this out with a friend. But every once in a while, you're like, God, I just, I didn't like the way that they, like, I didn't like the tone of this for some reason. And I know it's not like an everyday thing, but it just bothered me and I just want to get it out. Like, you know, or something stupid, like they stole the color of wig I wanted for the wig party party at the bachelorette party and I'm annoyed. You just got to vent that out. The same thing for your own problems. So I have embraced the pity party and I will just talk to, I've talked to my mom about this. I have talked to several of my friends where I'm like, I just need to have a pity party and I just go. And I will journal a pity party too. Like journaling is the number one pity party because like no one's involved. You can just really say whatever you want. And sometimes you just gotta fucking let it out about your own life. And it doesn't mean that you're not grateful or you're not happy or, you know, you're a little bitch. It's just like bad things happen. And we should be able to talk about them. So I just want you to embrace the venting about your own life and letting yourself fucking have it. Because I do a lot. I mean, especially right now. I'm like, okay, I need to have a pity party about the fact that I lost my fucking job. I had hit my goddamn out of pocket on my fucking medical, which was $4,000. And I hit it in fucking February. And now I lost my insurance. That's annoying as hell. And it's okay to fucking bitch about that because it's stupid. It's fucking stupid. And I'm annoyed and I hate it. Also, you know, I keep losing my power. I find that really fucking annoying. And if I were just to sit here and just be like, okay, I'm just going to internalize this. And no, I need, I need to get it out. I need to be like, fuck this shit. And I always feel better. I always, always, always feel better. Whether it's on the phone or in my journal, I'm just like, oh, it feels like I just... 
let it out. And here's the thing. I will say this. And I'm not always the best about this, but it is important sometimes to ask your friends like, hey, do you mind? Can I just have a pity party really fast? And I think that that's usually how I started. But sometimes I'm like, I need to have a pity party. But it's okay as a friend to be like, you know, I don't really have the emotional capacity for a pity party right now because sometimes it's hard when you are in a tough place and one of your friends is complaining about something. You're kind of like, OK, seriously, like that's what you're complaining about. So I feel like it's good to always ask and set those boundaries. And also it can't be an every phone call kind of thing. You know, every fucking phone call, you can't be like, I'm having the worst day of my life, you know outsource. Okay. Like do some of that in your journal. Cause I think one of the worst things you can do as a friend is just call and complain about yourself. Like if you're never asking about your friend, then that person's just your free ass therapist. And like, that's not free. That's not fair. That's not something you want to put on your friends. So make sure you're open and tell your friends, Hey, I need a vent. Are you good? And, and be open to them saying no. And that's okay. You can always journal or make a TikTok or whatever you need to do. But Allow yourself the space to be sad and annoyed and angry about the dumb shit happening in your life and then move on. Don't live in the pity party. Get it out and move on. And that has been so fucking helpful for me. And I've resisted it for so long. And even now I find myself like, I don't want to complain. I don't want to complain. I know I lost my job and like it could be way worse. No, complain, bitch. Let it out. So ask Ashley advice of the day. Throw yourself the damn pity party. (laughs) Also, um, I wanted to now in the dating corner, I wanted to follow up on something that I said last week because I talked about, you know, when I was describing the relationship with the otter and I had said to him like, you know, hey, if I'm not the one, like go find somebody else. I said that really confidently and I meant it. I do mean what I say. However, I just feel like you all should know that I live in fear of that every day. I don't want you to think that I just said that cocky statement and I'm like, I'm good. No, no, I am terrified, terrified with the anxiety that he is going to go find someone better. And I'm going to be really sad about that. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I know overall that if we are not meant to be, then we are we will not be. And that that's okay, you know, but I just said it really confidently when I was listening back to it. And I was like, you know, I just feel that I need to be honest and let you know that I am afraid of it. And that being said, with my anxiety, I have to I have to say that I had a um just a little it's a baby baby freak out with him. And uh <laughs> it was really funny because I have a friend who's dating someone with a lot of in- 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 has anxiety and I texted her and I was like this is the moment where I realize if he's the you for me or you know if I just scared him away with my anxiety. And um I have to say that you know, uh, I didn't. And and it really wasn't as bad as I like brought it up to be in my head. But basically, I just I wasn't communicating my feelings really well. And I was having a little bit of a spiral. I felt like he was maybe not in like the best mood. And I just I I had to believe that that was my fault. Like I just in this anxiety spiral that I was having in this insecure moment I was having, I was like, it's it's me. I'm hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's 1000% me. And it wasn't. And, you know, I can recognize that having to give someone constant validation is, uh, it, it's annoying. It's, it, it is, it's annoying. And so I felt then I was insecure that I was annoying him. And it just, it kind of spiraled, you know, whatever. And I have to say that, 
he, you know, called me later and was like, hey, you know, like the conversation didn't go, you know, it just felt like there was some tension. Let's like talk about it. I don't want to be somebody who like makes you feel more anxious. Like I want to be supportive of you and all these things. And I just couldn't fucking believe that that was happening. Like I was just like, oh my God. And I know I'm like being really annoying and like obsessive about this guy, but I can't help it. Like I just, it's, it's the guy who's like giving me everything that I, I asked for and that I needed. And like, it's just happening. And I just am so happy and grateful. And I feel like, you know, there are parts of me that I try to hide the anxious, sad parts and, you know, but they are a part of me. And, you know, I think that them coming out and, and seeing it wasn't like the worst thing to happen because then I realized that, oh, like this person can, can handle it and can deal with it. And that doesn't mean I stop working on myself and I try to prevent those moments from happening. But when they do happen, I don't have to be so ashamed, you know, and it was just this really great feeling. And, um, you know, I when I was doing the notes for the episode, this was on, on after or I like had the freak out and I was like, hopefully I fucking hear from him the next day. And I heard from him that night and it was like when he got off work and it was so special and so amazing. And, you know, I just I like to talk about the good parts. I mean, obviously, my ratchet dating stories are fucking awesome and we love it. We live for them. But it's also good and I think important for me to share these good moments, not because I'm trying to be like cocky and annoying and be like, my man's my man's my man's when he's actually not my boyfriend. So I feel like I can't say that. It's more that it's so easy to get discouraged when you're dating. And I know that because I was in the dating world. And sometimes hearing people's love stories would drive me fucking nuts. But other times I'm like, okay, it worked. Like my sister met her husband on Bumble. And I was like, oh my God. When anyone would tell me that they like met on a dating app, I'd be like, oh my God, thank God. You know, and (laughs) it would make me like really happy. And it would make me feel like, okay, this like, this could work. And like I said, you know, no matter what happens, maybe we end up together, maybe we don't. It will be, it was just really great to have such a positive reaction to me feeling so negative. And I just had to share. Also, more importantly than all this shit, we're going to the Ale House today. So if you don't know, let me catch you up. The Ale House is my favorite restaurant in the whole world. It is this like place in Livermore. It's just like an American restaurant. They do have the world's largest beer can collection. Sorry, the nasally is like really coming for me. This is, <laughs> it's not sounding good. But anyways, I, I fucking love this restaurant. I think that the burger is incredible. And the otter is also from Livermore. And he does not think that the rest, that, that the ale house is the literal greatest restaurant in the whole world. And I just, I have a hard time understanding that. I have a hard time as somebody from Livermore that you would not think that the Ale House is absolutely fucking incredible. And I found this out on our first date and I was genuinely concerned on if I should move on to the second date. And even, um, you know, my my bestie, Sergio, Jenna's husband, thought the same. He was like, you're really going to go on another date with a guy who doesn't love the Ale House? And I was like, I respect and understand what you're saying, but I really think that there's something here. And now he's going to go there with me. And I, I'm trying to contain my excitement. He's like, I just need you to know that I, no matter what happens, I'm not going to love it like you do. And I, and I understand that it's, it's very strange. And I don't think anybody should love it like I do, but, uh, I, I, I cannot help it. Literally. I was so excited last night that I couldn't sleep. 
I was genuinely like the sleep that you have before you go to Disneyland or some shit as a kid or as an adult, no judgment. That was me last night just thinking about how I get to go to the Ale House with him. And I am I am overwhelmed by my by my own reaction to life, but also very very excited. I can't wait to tell you guys about it. I, I have to, I have to tone it down. I know he's not going to be as excited with me, but I'm just like, oh, I just love this restaurant so much. I just fucking love the Ale House. And I know it's stupid. And I know people probably from Livermore are like, you're crazy girl, but I just, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Okay. Let's get into the, I'm sorry, what moment of the week? Cause then, you know, I got to get pretty and get dressed and take, snap some pics and go to the Ale House. Uh, okay. So, I saw this on TikTok and I am very overwhelmed by it. There was girls on TikTok that were saying, basically, if you compliment a man's girlfriend too much, that means you're trying to fuck him. And I cannot understand this at all. And it made me very insecure because I love to talk about the girlfriends. I mean, most of the time, a lot majority of my guy friends right now are like my friends partners. So already we know that like I love them. However, I found myself in this very situation on Saturday night. I was chatting with a guy. He's one of the coaches with Kevin. And I was talking about his wife. And I was like, I fucking love her. And I, I literally said, I was like, I think I might scare her with my love. Not that she's ever said anything, but I respond to all of her stories. I don't know what it is, but I've noticed that I just, I, I really love to react to people's stories. And I think that's my favorite like tool that Instagram gave. And I'm just always hard eyes, hard eyes, hard eyes. And I found myself just constantly being like, God, I just, I love your wife. Like she's just genuinely like she's one of the kindest people I've ever met. I don't know. She listened to the podcast for a little bit. So I don't know if she still listens. But anyways, and then I when I got home and when I was having my anxiety spiral, I remembered this moment and I was like, I don't I just don't get that. What am I supposed to do then? I'm just not supposed to talk about how hot and beautiful and gorgeous someone's girlfriend is and how much I love their personality. For me, I love talking about whoever I'm dating. I have always been that way. It even came up recently. I was telling the otter about how he came up when we made a new friend. And I was like, oh, yeah, she said she knew someone that worked at the restaurant that you worked at. And I was all excited thinking it was going to be you. And he was like, yeah, I do always seem to come up in conversations that you have. And I was like, well, yeah. Is that a bad is that a bad thing? Do you not? I like I like you. So I like to talk about you. Like, I don't know. Is that weird? Is that weird? Am, is, should I have changed? The, I'm sorry. Is that am I being weird? I don't know. I don't know if that's weird. I just get excited and I like to talk about people. I talk about my friends all the fucking time, too. Like, I don't know if I like you, then I want to talk about you. I don't really know what to say. I, I don't know. And I was like, do, do does that make you uncomfortable? Do you want me to stop talking about you? He's like, no, it's just an observation. And I was like, Okay, well, that's I don't know what that means, but I'm nervous, but uh, obviously still around, so I don't have to be. But, you know, and then if someone were to talk back to me about someone that I like, I'd be thrilled. Like, you know, I I didn't have many, you know, moments of this, but there were people who really liked Jimmy and they'd be like, oh, I love Jimmy. And I that would make me really happy. And I really loved hearing that positive feedback about somebody that I cared about. And I just don't understand what the what the goal is there cuz just strategy wise right if i were in the mindset of a fuckboy and i wanted to cheat on my girlfriend i would not want to think about her right like isn't that 
the mindset like you wouldn't want to know like you wouldn't want to be thinking about your girlfriend when you're hooking up with someone else right I I don't have the cheater mentality in me so I just don't know if 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 that's a part of the kink is that you know that you have a girlfriend still like I just so my in my mind in my strategy I'm like would I want to sleep with a girl who then was telling me how hot my girlfriend is because then that's just a reminder I don't get this I don't understand this concept is it that you are just trying to come off as a good person and but in, in reality it's like a cover I just I'm sorry what I don't I don't understand I mean it's hard for me to wrap my mind around cheating in the first place and I think it's extremely selfish and I think it's extremely selfish to put somebody else in the position of being the other woman when you know like that's fucked or man or they or whatever. I think that the whole situation's fucked and it makes me really angry. And uh, and now I don't understand this concept that like if you are complimenting a, a guy on his girlfriend, it is a red fucking flag. And, and maybe if someone can explain it to me, that would be great. I'm open. I'm open to, to learning. I just it made me uncomfortable because I don't want people thinking I'm trying to sleep with their mans. I just want to talk about them, you know. And I found, and this was just one recent example, but I found myself in this situation all the time. I'm constantly talking about people's partners. I, I love them. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I'm sorry, what? Help me understand this concept because I just don't know. I feel like things keep coming out and I have to like question my whole existence and I don't like that. So we need to, we need to get this shit together. So anyways, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I love you all so much. And you know, this is quite the journey that I'm on right now. I mean, it's been a fucking year. I mean, literally we had like a baby cancer scare and now we've got, you know, losing my job and like what a fucking whirlwind that we're going through together. But it is always appreciated that I feel like I have this outlet and I can talk to you all and, um, you know, and hopefully it helps or just makes you not feel alone or whatever it is. I just, I appreciate you all so much and thank you so much for listening. Have the best fucking rest of your Wednesday or rest of your week or start of your week, depending on when you're listening. And please don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and download. Share this podcast with a friend, um, especially now, you guys. I'm super close to two of my champagne goals, which is uh, 10,000 overall downloads and averaging 100 a week. I'm at 96 right now. So I'm only four away from that. And um, I'm only like like a thousand away from from the 10,000 uh, overalls. So please give me a download because I love you. And yeah. Okay, bye.